Good morning and welcome to the third and final hour of Africa Rise and Shine. This is Channel Africa, giving you news from an African perspective, broadcasting from Johannesburg in South Africa. We are online on www.channelafrica.co.za and on Channel 802 on the DSTV audio bouquet. I'm Jolani Tulo. Driving the show with me is Anne Musa and Tabiso Lihoko. Top stories on Africa rise and shine this hour. Zimbabwe's opposition falls into disarray as the factionalism wreaks havoc. The International Financial Corporation estimates that foreign direct investment into emerging economies will be down at least 40% from its 2019 base as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. And in economics, the WHO says food prices fell for a third consecutive month in April, hit by the economic and logistical impact of the coronavirus pandemic. But first, let's get a news update with Anne. SABC News, independent and impartial. From an African perspective. Good morning, I'm Anne Moussa. The World Health Organization has expressed concern over the rising number of COVID-19 cases among frontline healthcare workers in Africa. WHO's Regional Director for Africa, Dr. Matsiri Somueti, held a media briefing. There are now more than 51,000 confirmed cases and 2,000 people have lost their lives across the African continent. We're very concerned that almost 1,000 African health workers have been infected with COVID-19. We know that uh, most African countries already have a severe shortage of healthcare workers. And when our frontline workers fall ill or are absent from work, communities don't have access to essential services. The Africa Centre for Disease Control and the World Health Organization Africa Region says people should allow for the Madagascan tonic believed to cure COVID-19 to be put through scientific clinical trials. The island country says it has a herbal remedy that has assisted in the recovery of patients who had contracted the viral infection. The Africa CDC and WHO Afro have both invited the Madagascan government to submit the tonic for vaccine testing. Dr. Matsidi Somueti from WHO says there needs to be analysis if the herb is safe to use across populations before being shared widely and advise against countries adopting a product which has not been taken through tests to see its efficacy against COVID-19 and also its safety in different population subgroups in use against COVID-19 and simply encourage that uh, anything that is being used should be done under conditions of clinical trial where the evidence can be collected. South Africa's Health Minister Zulim Kize says the country has now recorded 161 fatalities from the coronavirus-related complications. Mkize says they have conducted over 292,000 tests nationally. 8,232 have tested positive. Mkize also thanked Big Business and the National Lottery Operator Ituba for its donation of 100,000 reusable cloth masks for frontline health workers. Mkize says in the last 24 hours, 424 new COVID-19 cases were recorded. We're continuing to see a slight increase in the numbers. In this case, we have uh, the latest numbers positive, positive is 8,232. That means for the Eastern Cape, we've seen increase to 929. And for the Free State, 
134 in Gauteng, 1,804 in Kwasun Natal, 1,204 in Popo, 41, Pumalanga, 59, Northwest, 40, Northern Cape, 27, Western Cape, 3,994. Staying in South Africa, the Premiership side Orlando Pirates Football Club has confirmed that one of its players, Ben Mutsuari, tested positive for COVID-19. Mutsuari had flu-like symptoms last week and after undergoing tests, his results came back positive. The player is currently in self-isolation for the next 14 days. The 21-year-old turned professional when he signed with Bidvest Wits in 2014 before he joined Pirates in 2018. The Pirates central midfielder is the first confirmed case amongst the professional players in South Africa since the coronavirus outbreak in the country. The Premier Soccer League subsequently suspended all fixtures in mid-March and it's still not clear if the current season will resume anytime soon. Senegal's Supreme Court has upheld a ban on repatriating the bodies of citizens living abroad who have died of the coronavirus. AFP News Agency reports that the government of the West African nation had ruled out bringing them back to stem the spread of the virus. Relatives had sought to overturn the verdict, saying it infringed on their religious rights. The mainly Muslim country has recorded nearly 1,500 cases of COVID-19 and 13 deaths. And finally, a mother and a son have died in a fire after a petrol bomb was thrown at an office of the opposition UTM party in Malawi's capital, Ilongwe. The family lived in the same building as the UTM office, which came under attack at around midnight when they were asleep. Three of the children survived and are being treated for burns in hospital. UTM is the party of Vice President Salos Chilima, who has fallen out with President Peter Mutarika. He's standing as a running mate to Lazarus Chakwera, the leader of the main opposition Malawi Congress Party, in elections scheduled for July. That's the news headlines at 7.30 Central African Time. SABC News. Independent and impartial. From an African perspective. Thank you, Anne, for that news update. Zimbabwe's opposition movement for democratic change, led by Nelson Chamisa, has ordered all its legislators to pull out of parliament immediately. This comes after leader of a splinter group led by Togazani Kupe recalled four MPs from Chamisa's party from the August House. In March, the Supreme Court ruled that the rise of Chamisa after the death of Morgan Changarai in February 2018 was illegal. Simon Muchema reports from Harare. in which 
the parties to interact with ZPF, taking consultations with the relevant constituencies of the party, that is, the electorate and Zimbabweans at large, on the decision for a total withdrawal from parliament. The party reiterates that only the MDC alliance has the power to lawfully recall or deploy, redeploy its members of parliament elected under its ticket. No one else has the mandate to do so, except only the MDC alliance. Meanwhile, a huge debate has ensued regarding the interests of the individual MPs and if they will abide and indeed pull out of parliament. This is a repeat of the 2005 scenario when the then Secretary General of Washington left the party and was followed by a number of MPs. It would appear the Northern Chinese led party is not so sure if all MPs will listen to them, hence, Jobstar responded that individual decisions will be made by each legislator. This is because most of the legislators have just been issued with car loans and community development funds which will require members to attend parliamentary sessions. Sibala is Individual interests are superseded by the, the common interests of the people of Zimbabwe. So the decision that we are going to take will be oblivious of what the people of Zimbabwe want. Uh, they are not interested whether the MP is a motor vehicle or not. That is secondary to them. The struggle of today is not being fought on the interest of the member of parliament of individuals acquiring motor vehicles or having allowances like what you are trying to put it. Uh, universal internal agreements is only a concept that has been enjoyed only on human rights. That human rights is, uh, human rights issues have got a universal character. Not the issue of struggle. The issue of struggle is that uh, people are entitled, entitled to their own opinion. Those who would not want to move out of parliament are entitled to do that. But uh, our call is for the cause of the people of Zimbabwe, not individual interests of individual MPs. Sikara Feta announced its cause with a number of party members, including Monzora, for the role they played in the disturbance of dissanity in the MGC. The MPC led by Nelson Chamisa is happy that they protested elections is an alliance called MPC Alliance, of which another party cannot recall its MPs. According to Sikara, the offense they committed is to refuse to partisan PF led by President Emerson Mangaba in the political coalition called Polar soon after the 2018 elections. Sikara explained. This alliance is not a that Morgan Comich, Douglas Mondura, and the last Mzuri have decided to cooperate with Zambia and the state. They therefore have expelled themselves from the MDC alliance and are forthwith relieved of their positions and membership in the party. They are further withdrawn from all position, positions to which they have been deployed by the party. Replacements have been made and shall be announced in due course. The party resolved to take all the necessary steps to recover all the gains of the people's democratic struggle. The Supreme in the International Finance Corporation, a member of the World Bank Group, estimates that foreign direct investment into emerging economies will be down at least 40% from its 2019 base as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. In a virtual briefing, the corporation's chief operating officer also warned that the both developed and rising unemployment and liquidity issues would affect developing economies. This says the World Health Organization warned that as countries move to reopen their economies, the risk 
risk of all uh, of a return rather to full-scale lockdown remains real if transitions are not managed extremely carefully. Sherwin Bryce Peace has the story.
And at 16 minutes after 7 o'clock Central African time, you're still tuned into Africa Rise and Shine. The escalation of armed hostilities at the moment when COVID-19 arrives is a catastrophic cocktail poised to trigger chaos in the Democratic Republic of Congo. This is a warning by the Norwegian Refugee Council, NRC, reflecting on the situation in the troubled Central African nation. Maureen Philippon, who is the NRC country director in the DRC, maintains that the Congolese people need peace and stability during the pandemic more than ever before.
And that's Maureen Philippon, Country Director for the Norwegian Refugee Council in the DR Congo, on the line speaking to Jane Rabotata. The coronavirus continues to wreak havoc for workers all over the world. 20 million workers lost their jobs in the United States of America alone last month. South Africa is no different with the level of retrenchments escalating across all sectors of the economy. Truck drivers are the latest to face massive layoffs. With the country under lockdown for more than a month now, activity has reduced drastically across the economy. As a result, thousands of truck drivers are now being laid off by their employers. The General Secretary of the South African Transport and Allied Workers Union, Jack Mazibugo, says road freight companies are issuing retrenchment notices every day now. The effect of uh, COVID-19 are very severe. Uh, On daily basis, the bargaining council of the roadside does receive a notice from the employers who are indicating that due to the fact that they are unable to run the business, they are opting to retrench workers, uh, which is a sad news at the end of the day. But we are doing our level best to engage with those employers to see how best can we assist one another to overcome the challenges that they are confronted with. There are over 100,000 truck drivers in the country. Many of them now face a bleak future. On daily basis, you'll find that you get about eight notices from different companies. And then when you look at the, each and every company, the total workforce that is employed, you'll find that it's more than 50 or 100 or so. And then that is worrying to us because we are worried as to what will be the future of those employees. The government says up to 7 million jobs could be lost in the country this year because of COVID-19. I'm Bongini Mucho in Johannesburg. Up to 190,000 people could die of COVID-19 in Africa if the pandemic is not controlled. The projection is according to a new study by the World Health Organization's Regional Office for Africa. The research, which is based on prediction modelling, looks at 47 countries in the WHO Africa region with a total population of 1 billion. Dr. Matsidi Somwedi, Regional Director for the Health Body in Africa, presented the findings during a virtual press conference on Thursday, which was was held with the support of the World Economic Forum in Geneva, Switzerland.
And that's Dr. Matsidi Somwedi, Regional Director for the World Health Organization in Africa, speaking from Congo, Brazzaville. Africa's economy could only start recovering from the impact of the coronavirus in 2022. This is according to Amit Taka, Chairman of Africa Health Business. Speaking at a joint briefing by the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization, Taka says the next two years will see economies shrink due to decreased production and activity. He says strong leadership will then be needed to pull countries out of negative territories. Norma Polani reports.
And we're going to take a quick break now and take our news headlines with Anne Musa. SABC News, independent and impartial. From an African perspective. Good morning, I'm Anne Musan. The headlines, the World Health Organization has expressed concern over the rising number of COVID-19 cases among frontline healthcare workers in Africa. South Africa's Health Minister Zulim Kize says the country has now recorded 161 fatalities from coronavirus-related complications. And a mother and a son have died in a fire after a petrol bomb was thrown at an office of the opposition UTM party in Malawi's capital, Lilongwe. Those are the stories making headlines. SABC News. Independent and impartial. From an African perspective. Thank you, Anne, for that news update. According to the UN Child Agency, UNICEF, 85 juveniles have been released from detention in South Sudan to decongest prisons as a COVID-19 prevention measure. The children were handed over to their parents or other legal guardians. Like in many countries, prisons in South Sudan are overcrowded with inadequate access to hygiene services, nutrition and health care conditions that are highly conducive to the spread of diseases like COVID-19. UNICEF Chief of Child Protection in South Sudan, Jean Lebi, tells us more.
And that was Jean Libby, UNICEF's Chief of Child Protection in South Sudan, talking to Samora Mangesi. We'll be back right after this. And it's almost 40 minutes after 7 o'clock Central African time, right here on Channel Africa. You're still tuned in to Africa Rise and Shine. Remember, you can tweet us at Channel Africa 1 or do send us an email on info at channelafrica.co.za. As South Africans head towards the end of the first week of Stage 4 and more employees return to work, a lot of complexity still hang over the heads of employers. A key issue is protecting vulnerable employees to talk about some of these complexities is important. Employment and health of health um, and safety expert uh, Lizelle Lowe from Weber Wenzel.
And that was Lisa Lowe, employment health and safety expert from Weber Wenzel, on the line to Samora Mangesi. India has begun, has begun rather, what could be the biggest peacetime repatriation exercise in history. Commercial jets, military transport planes and naval warships will bring home 400,000 citizens stranded overseas due to the coronavirus pandemic. But a move to make them pay for the travel has drawn flack, as Rana Sen reports. Tabisolohuko is standing by for our economics news. Good morning. Africa's economy could only start recovering from the impact of the coronavirus in 2022. This is according to the chairperson of Africa Health's business, Amit Taka. 
speaking at a joint briefing by the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum, Taka, said the next two years would see a reduction in economies due to decreased production and activity. He says a strong leadership will then be needed to pull countries out of negative territories. The second phase is the phase of partnership and leadership. I think we'll start separating the leaders who believe on progressive growth, just like we're talking about progressive uh, unlocking, we'll see progressive leadership that will start encouraging partnerships globally to invest more and to make Africa the hub of products and services that we've already started seeing so much progress. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization, WHO, in Africa says it is concerned about the effects that the continent's shrinking economy might have on the rollout of universal health care in Africa. The coronavirus pandemic will have a detrimental effect on countries, reducing their GDP significantly. Africa can expect negative growth due to the lockdown and the closing of business sectors. WHO's Afro-director, Tsidi Mweti, says that they are worried that the gains made to implement universal health care as South Africa's NHI may be reversed by the impact of the coronavirus outbreak. We hope well, the health sector, which is sometimes viewed as a, a kind of soft sector and not a productive sector, then to be disadvantaged in terms of investment. We hope the governments have understood very well that investing in health is a smart investment in human capital and it's essential for economic development to progress. But these are some of the concerns that, that we would have. South Africa's employment and labor minister Tula Singlesi says it is important for the country to start preparing for job creation post-COVID-19. Nesi says whilst the immediate priority is to combat the coronavirus, citizens cannot ignore the future after the pandemic. Let's use the current crisis as an opportunity to prepare for post-COVID-19 future, which takes us beyond the immediate challenges to start to imagine a better world where we definitely defeat corruption, unemployment, poverty and inequality. We dare not lose hope at this time. Even COVID-19 will... The rescue business practitioners for South African Airways have blamed the government for failing to support them and say Public Enterprises Minister Pravin Gordon told them that they were on their own. The practitioners say they were left with no options but to save SAA. This being to go ahead with the business rescue plan to avoid liquidation if an agreement could be reached with SAA employees. The other option was to make an urgent application to discontinue the business rescue proceedings if they failed to reach an agreement and place SAA into liquidation. The practitioners have noted the discussions taking place in the background between unions and government to reach an agreed framework for the airline. A further 3.2 million Americans have applied for unemployment benefits this week. More than 33 million have lost their jobs since mid-March as the U.S. tries to contain the coronavirus. The BBC's Samira Hussein reports. Although the unprecedented job losses seem to be slowing, economists believe the monthly unemployment rate for April, which will be released on Friday, could reach 15% or higher. 
Just two months ago, the unemployment rate was at 3.5%, a 50-year low. Since the coronavirus has taken hold in the United States, the country has suffered its worst growth numbers in a decade, the worst retail sales report on record, and the highest weekly unemployment claims ever seen. Indicators at the Sawa on Channel Africa. One US dollar now will start in Nigeria will cost you 389 Naira 44 in Botswana, 12 Bula. In Kenya, it's 104 shilling 76, and in Zambia, it will cost you 18 kwacha 10. In BRICS currencies, in Brazil, 5 rule 77. In Russia, 74 ruble 3. In India, 75 rupees 16. And in China, a dollar is changing hands at 7 yuan 10. And in South Africa, it will cost you 18 rand 61. In BRICS currencies, or rather, the US dollar is trading at 80 pence to the British pound and at 92 cents to the euro. A look at commodities markets now. Gold $1,693, platinum $753 per ounce, brand crude $31.44 a barrel. Africa, rise and shine. Africa, rise and shine. Africa, Zorza. Africa, Amuka na Unai. And that wraps up Africa Rise and Shine for today. From myself, Jolani Tulo, producer Luanda Maume, technical producer Wiseman Mangele, and the rest of the Africa Rise and Shine team, thank you for listening. For comment on the show, send us an email at info at channelafrica.co.za or WhatsApp to plus two seven three hundred double three two seven. Tweet us at Channel Africa One. Taking us to the top of the hour for the news is Zonke by Gabelo. Do enjoy.